Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. The Giants did this week what they felt they needed to do. They retired their general manager, Dave Gettleman, and they fired their head coach, Joe Judge, after two years on the job. Whether you agree or you disagree, fine. Everyone is entitled to an opinion. But, I repeat, but, some members of the media, not all but some of those covering the Giants, for lack of a better term, are completely full of shit and they spread it out to the fans who unfortunately buy into it. I've been wanting to address this for quite a while, but it just reached a boiling point with me yesterday, and enough became enough. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. And when I say it reached a boiling point yesterday, I mean, here we are. We're talking about it was a sh- it was a lousy week, shitty week. I'll say it. it was, it's an awful week. People lose jobs, and you you know when when people lose, it's not just a head coach or a GM that loses a job. People, people, you know, Joe Judge is going to be fine. He's got three years left on a contract. He's going to be fine financially. But you know, a lot of these co- head coach uh, assistants making what a hundred grand or something. They got families living here in New York, New Jersey. They're not fine. They got to start looking for jobs. It's tough. But people don't care about that. Well, that's fine. That again, you're entitled to your opinion. I, 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 it sickens me to watch people enjoy watching other people squirm. But yesterday, owner, co-owner, John Mara has a, a Zoom press conference. He has a Zoom press conference. And he's addressing everything. And he's saying how this was a low point. He, he was talking about everything. You could see it, it, how it has worn on him. And, and I can tell you this, folks. One thing I'll always argue with fans about. When, when a fan says, well, they don't care about us. Nobody suffers more when the Giants lose than John Mara. Nobody. I, I'm telling you, that's fact. Nobody, nobody takes it to heart more than John Mara. Well, quite frankly, the Mara family, this has been their lives. As Wellington used to say, let him rest in peace, the great patriarch, who's the finest man I've ever met. Wellington, it was all about faith, family, and football. I remember, let him rest in peace, I once interviewing Wellington Marin said, what's the best part about owning the Giants? He says, it's great because it gets, it gives us, our family, something to get together with every Sunday. That's all you needed to know about Wellington Marin. And John, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And I'm not, listen, John wasn't looking for pity yesterday. He wasn't looking for a shoulder to cry on. People asked him questions. He was giving answers. He's told how it's a low point, how you they're interviewing people, how you get it, get to get the right people in for the job. That all, all, all that stuff made sense. But ad nauseum, 
there was a discussion from more than one or two people about Chris Mara, who's the VP of player personnel. Chris Mara is a younger brother of John Mara. I know Chris as long as I know John since 1988. Solid guy. Knows his stuff. They were questioning why is he involved? Why, why would you seek his opinion? It's his brother. He knows football. It's been his life. Then they were questioning. And to me, if I was John, I would have told them all to go F themselves. Like questioning, why would you ask your brother for an opinion? Why? Because he values his brother's opinion. His brother's a solid football guy. Asking somebody for an opinion it's not the same as that same person you're asking having authority over making a decision. And then I got to read today that, well, if the Mara family continues this way with his face, the, I'm paraphrasing, with continuing standing by his family, that things aren't going to change. Now you're attacking the family. This is what pisses me off. And this is why the, not all, some members of the media are full of shit. They have their own agenda. They, they actually like when the Giants lose. They don't enjoy when they win. They like when they lose. Because when they lose, it's misery. And, you know, when, you, when it's misery, you can write all the juicy stuff. You can point fingers and blame people. That's what it's all about. I'm sitting there on, on this podcast yesterday watching this. I'm saying, this is what you're talking about? You're asking about Chris Mara? And, and then they take, they're bringing up Tim McDonald. Tim McDonald, uh, I think his official title is co-director of player personnel. Tim McDonald is a nephew of John Mara. When Tim McDonald joined the organization, I remember asking, I said, John, who's this young guy, Tim McDonald? That's my nephew. So I laughed. I said I should have known because, <laughs> listen, every every Mara with the last name or not, they all have the same face. <laughs> they all look alike. And there are other members of the organization who didn't even know that Tim McDonald was a Mara. If anybody, if you were looking for a prototype of a young man to come up the right way in anything... Tim McDonald would be the prototype. He came up short of being a water boy, I think, at, at Notre Dame. Came up, then in charge of player personnel there. Spent, I, was it eight or nine years there? Then he comes to the Giants. I, a, a, I am telling you this, when I say prototype, he is exactly what you would want. for a young man in any kind of organization, football or not, to be. Prototype. And I would say this, if you had a daughter or have a daughter, you would want your daughter coming home with somebody like Tim McDonald. And if you have a little boy, you would want your little boy growing up to be someone like Tim McDonald. That's how impressive this young man is. He should be a GM someday, whether it would be here with the Giants or someplace else. That's who this guy is. And people, they're, 
You just uh, you just fired. You got rid of your GM. You you fired your head coach after two years, and this is what you're talking about ad nauseum on, on a, a Zoom press conference yesterday about Chris Mara and, and and why you ask your brother for advice. Why? And John gave a good answer because I value his opinion. Yeah, has has it been it has been an awful run for the Giants. Going back to to, to Tom Coughlin. Listen, I was doing the post-game shows for the Giants. I think it was 2013. They start the season with six straight losses. You try and do a post-game show starting with six straight losses. See how easy it is. Then the next year, I have a six-game losing streak, I think, after going three and two. See how easy it is. When shit like this happens, everybody suffers. But you know who doesn't suffer? Some, not all, some members of the media covering the Giants. Because they like watching the suffering. They enjoy it. They get off on it. Because they're full of shit. They're misanthropes. They like the misery. You, quite frankly, a few of them are closet Eagles fans. But that's a whole other story. I, I, listen, no one is above criticism. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to disagree with me. Everybody, as I said in the opening, everybody's entitled to an opinion. But don't come across with your opinion as it being fact. But to attack the Mara family? There's a bad run going on with the Giants. A really bad run. And John said it was his low point the other day. It was a low. Po- it was his low point for a couple of reasons. Number one, it sucked watching what was going on. And number two, I could tell you right now, he didn't want to fire Joe Judge, but he felt he had no choice. Because fans and the media would not have allowed it to go on. There is no way, and I want I wanted Joe to keep the job. There's no way that Joe could have been given a fair shake. But I'm watching all these questions yesterday. How, how's this? Everybody's been looking for a reason. What screwed up with the Giants? Was it was it um, what was the 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 straw that broke the camel's back with, with Mara firing um, Joe? Was it was it the rant a couple of weeks ago? Was it the two quarterback sneaks? Was it this? Was it that? Well, here's a question that nobody has asked. I haven't seen anybody ask it since Daniel Jones went down. Maybe they could have asked John this yesterday, John Mara. Hey, John, let me ask you a question. Was part of your decision based upon the fact that for some reason, whether it was your coach, your GM, how did you end up without having a capable backup NFL quarterback? How did that happen? Since everybody's talking about 
the two quarterback sneaks from within the five-yard line. How come nobody's... Because I'm going to tell you why that happened. Whether I like seeing it or not, Joe Judge knew he didn't have an NFL quarterback calling signals. He knew it was just an accident waiting to happen. So he cut his losses. He ran two, kicked, looking to get out of there. You know, prior to running two, he tried to do an outlet pass or something, I think it was to uh, Eli Penny that didn't that went awry. I mean, come on. But, okay, Joe, why did you do that? If you're going to ask why, why you did a quarterback sneak, Joe, did you just feel that you just didn't have an NFL quarterback? Because I guarantee you, I would have loved to have been a fly on a wall listening to John Mara have a conversation with Joe. I guarantee you that had to come up. That, in everything discussed yesterday, that never came up. They were talking about quarterback sneaks. They were talking about rants, but that never came up. That, to me, is a major factor. I mean, I got to tell you, if I'm an owner... I was pissed off at my GM, my head coach, my personnel department, everybody. How did we end up without a backup quarterback? Because trust me, Mike Lennon and no disrespect, Glennon and Jake Fromm are not NFL backup quarterbacks. Period. And when we're talking, you know, all this business, I know, you know, listen, I sat down with Joe Judge every week for my pregame show. And it was always never make an excuse, next man up, next man up. The coaches, the players all said the same. But I used to say to Joe, Joe, God bless. But you want to know what? There's a reason guys are backups and there's a reason guys are starters. Because the backups aren't as good as the starters. But then when the, the, the starters go down and then the backups go down, you're, at, you're left up the creek without a paddle. You didn't have your quarterback. You didn't have your star running back. And then when he came back, it was his ankle. He's coming back from a, a devastating knee injury, so then it's his ankle. Uh, Your new star young player, Kadarius Tony, you had him marginally. Shepard goes down. Your offensive line, which at the end of last year, if you might remember, folks, at the end of last year, you might recall, was showing promise. You had three young guys. What, what was it? Uh, Thomas, Lemieux, Pert. And you had a first-year, three rookies and a first-year center who was a third-year player in Nick Gates. Well, the offensive line gets devastated by injury. Gets de- devastated, ripped apart, ravaged by injury. Basically, you had practice squad players on your offensive line. Two weeks ago, when I'm watching Kenny Galladay against the Bears, you had him and practice squad players as, as his other wide receivers out there. I mean, those are all discussions that could have, should have come up yesterday. They're talking about Chris Mara and Tim McDonald because they're family members and, and you're not entitled to keep a family member? I mean, it was the dumbest. It was disrespectful. It was dumb. It was stupid. And it was agenda-driven. To me, it was completely, utterly disgraceful. 
But that's the shit that they were selling. And I'm going to tell you something else. This business, I'm still reading about it and I'm still hearing about it. Jason Garrett being pushed on Joe Judge in his first year to be offensive coordinator. That is without question a complete lie and falsehood. Never happened, never meant to happen, never did happen. If you ask John Mara if he liked and respected Jason Garrett, sure he did. He knew him when he was here, knows him as a competitor within the NFC East. He was running the Cowboys for so long. Never happened. But it gets put out there and the fans buy into it. It's it's a falsehood. It's bullshit. It's just looking to make something happen. I've, wa- I've watched these members of the media time and time again. They like watching people squirm. I, I, I watched them do it with Jason Garrett. Hey, I remember early this season with Pat Graham, defensive coordinator. Good guy, good coach, fine man. Always, always with a positive, great, jovial attitude. Really a good dude. And, you know, early on, the Giants' defense was playing lousy. And after he leaves, he said, okay, fellas, thank you. Lee's got a smile on his face and a few of the guys. I'm not even mentioning their names because, to me, they're just nobody's looking to be somebody's. And, again, I'm not labeling all of them, but there's four, five, even six of them, I'd say. They just like the misery. And, and so Pat Graham walks away and they're laughing, ha, <laughs> ha. He's in an awful good mood for a guy who's probably going to get fired in a couple of weeks. Yeah, then the same guys I'm reading, I'm reading, uh, what was it, last week or two weeks ago? Pat Graham, he should be one of the minority, uh, leading minority candidates for a head coaching job. It's all hypocritical, phony bullshit. And they make suckers out of the fans. You know, the easiest thing is to make like the Giants don't give a shit about the fans. That's bullshit. Whether you want to be pissed off at the Giants, whether you're unhappy with them, again, that's your opinion. But it the easiest thing to do is play to the heartstrings of the fans. Oh, the poor fans. I don't even think some of these people give a shit about the fans. They just give a shit about themselves and, and making themselves heard. I think it's disgraceful. But again, I'll go back to yesterday's. I sat and watched this press conference and I wanted to see how John Marrow was going to handle it and how everybody was going to ask questions. And it was going good for a while. Made sense. I mean, J- John Marrow looked tortured. And I, you got to understand it. It's a miserable time for him. But they're questioning him. And then again and again about his brother. When the hell did this become a story? And why is it a story? Why is it an issue? What are you looking to create a rift with the family? And then somebody says, well, why isn't Tish talking? Because that's not the way the partnership runs. How's that? And the partnership has worked very well. So they're in a real bad rut right now. And they need to fix it. But you start throwing in this embarrassing shit about Chris Mar- and Tim McDonald. 
Tim McDonald, who's as fine a young man as you could imagine, highly respected in the organization, not just in the organization, in the league. Again, I'll say it again. He's going to be He's going to be a GM someday, whether it's here or someplace else. That's how good he is. Again, Tim McDonald should be the prototype how anybody should come up through the ranks, not just in football, in any, I don't care if it's a corporate ladder, any place. I mean, I read a couple of weeks ago, what was it, oh, last week, oh, Tim Tim. Uh, McDonald and Chris Marrow born on third base. What, what are they jealous because they weren't born on third base? I wish I was born on third base instead of behind a backstop, but can't have everything. <laughs> I mean, really? When this shit becomes personal, and I've seen it time and time again, when it becomes personal, then it really gets to become disgraceful. And 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 to insinuate, I got to read today to insinuate that it's not going to get turned around because, you know, I'm paraphrasing. John Mara feels strongly about his family. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're going to come up with shit and garbage like that and sell it to the fans. That's why it became enough is enough for me today. I, I just had, I, I, when I saw that, I just, yeah, no, we, I, I got to say something about this. The Maras won't, but I will. They'll just deal with it now because, listen, they're the easiest punching bag in town right now. But I'll punch back. Immediate, if any one of these guys want to come at me, God bless. Here I am. Let's roll up the sleeves. You want to get into the gutter? I'll get into the gutter. But you're not going to come up with nonsense that, that I'm watching and talk about a family. Are you kidding me? It ain't ever going to happen. I won't stand for that. I'm not cut that way. Why is John married? Why are you talking to your brother? Why? Because I believe in my brother. That doesn't mean my brother has authority on anything. And I know not for a fact. It's always been. GM and head coach. Now, does an owner always have a final say? Of course he does. Because he hires and fires. You know, let's not make like this organization, you want to say they're in a real bad rut, that's fine. They're in a real bad streak and it needs to end. But this shit about dysfunctional, I don't buy into that shit. And, and like I'm hearing things yesterday, well, you, you're concerned that people, you know, worry about uh, interference, would want to come to the organization. Yeah, what guy, what young guy who wants to be a GM 
is going to turn down a head, the GM giant, a GM job of the New York football giants. One of the great franchises in all of sports. Yeah, it's fallen on hard times. They they have fallen on hard times before, and they have bounced back, and they will bounce back again. My only message out there is to you, the fans. Know what you're listening to. Know what you're buying into. And as I said, a lot of good people. Some really good people covering the Giants. But there's some real phonies. Some hypocritical phonies. Bullshit artists. Agenda driven. So you got to know what you're reading. And you got to know what you're watching. And you got to know what you're listening to. Because not everybody speaks the truth. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Now I'd like to thank uh, my home here at Believe.com because I always say this to you folks. Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have a great week, everybody. Oh, yeah, one more thing. Go Big Blue. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.